Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Welcome to Highlight Church, everybody. Online family, we are so glad that you are here. Thank you if you're joining us from Facebook or YouTube or the website. We're so glad that you're there. Come on, let's welcome them in, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. We pray your safety and your well-being, and uh, we can't wait to see you, you know. We can't wait to see you. Much like I said for prayer, I think it was Thursday morning. Uh, Even if you were to come, there's no room in here anyway, right? There's like a thousand people in here, but... No, 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 no. We, we'd love to have you in person if and when you can. And, um, just excited. How many of us excited for week three of Trifecta? All right. Good, 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 good. We're going to go ahead and get into it. And uh, what we're going to address today is physical health, physical health. Last week, we, we hit on mental health, and, and we hit it from different sides. And uh, if you got time, go back and catch that podcast. Um, or you can go to YouTube or Facebook, and you can catch that message. But I think it add a lot of value to your life. And so this week, we are going to deal with physical health. I want to encourage you, we are a note-taking church. So if you have phone or pad, pen, pencil, whatever you have, go ahead and, and take that out. They say that the dullest pencil is sharper than the sharpest mind. And so um, we want to go ahead and prepare you. For that. Let's go ahead and give it a definition before we dive in. Uh, physical health, and, and there are a lot of different definitions out, but physical health is defined as the ability to perform daily tasks and live comfortably in one's body. The ability to perform daily tasks and live comfortably in one's body. Now, while this message is going to be full of passion and, and encouragement, we want it to be just that, encouragement. Uh, we are all in, in different parts of, of life, and I'll, I'll bring that in at the end, how this is a journey. Um, and so whether it's genetic or, or illness or sickness, uh, I, I don't want you to feel condemned or, or heavy, but I, I, do want to, I do want to give you some thoughts so that you can, you can continue to move forward in this, in this area of your life. And so um, maybe you're wondering, what is a trifecta, especially if you're new here or if you haven't been following the series. But go ahead and write this down. A trifecta is when you accurately bet on the top three finishers in a horse race. It's when you accurately bet on the top three finishers in a horse race. And uh, maybe you went to the horse race and you paid 20 or 40 bucks for your tickets. You got your pencil and, and your, you know, your fill-in. And, and if you got the, the top three horses right, even though you spent $40 to get into the, to the horse racing track, you may leave with hundreds, if not thousands of, of dollars. And so a trifecta is the top three. And what we said and what we're saying throughout this series is that if you get these three areas of your life, Right. If you would lean into the will of God, into the word of God in these three areas of your life, that no matter what comes your way, by the end of 2021, you're going to win the year. Right. And so it's, it, this is your trifecta. This, you're going to leave with the spiritual money bag by the end of the year. Right. If you leave, if you get these three areas right, go ahead and write this down. Your spiritual health, your mental health, and your physical health. Your spiritual health 
your mental health, and your physical health. Get these areas right, you're going to be the man or the woman in this 2021 season. You better mention the woman if you mention the man. All right. Right, Chuck? My man. Chuck wearing his Chuck Barkley's. Love it. Got his own shoes. You know, I knew that. See, you thought I was... I'm still, I'm still, still current. Still current. I try my best to remain relevant. If you don't remain relevant in this progressive world... You might fall back. But at any rate, if you win in the if you win in the spiritual, the mental, and the physical, you got it. All right? So with that, uh, I was I was doing some research on this on this in uh, medical news today. They did a new global online survey uh, demonstrating how COVID nineteen stay at home orders resulted in a dramatic increase in unhealthy lifestyle changes. <laughs> we, were, we were totally there. We, we totally understand in the Reading household. According to the study, there were significant increases in sedentary leisure behaviors, declines in physical activity, which led to an increase in anxiety and weight gain. The impact of stay-at-home orders. It says this here, the U.S. implemented different strategies to limit person-to-person contact in order to mitigate the spread of the virus, although stay-at-home quarantine and social distancing measures diminish transmission of COVID-19, other health ramifications of these actions are not entirely understood. So once again, while we were trying to control one little thing, we didn't fully understand the, the domino effect it would have on other areas of our lives. The abrupt closures of fitness clubs, restaurants, places of employment, alter eating and physical activity habits. The fear of developing COVID-19 in addition to stay-at-home orders may have provoked added feelings of loneliness, week two, and isolation, further exacerbating stress and anxiety. Stress during a pandemic may result in anxiety and fear about health, loss of support services, finances, or unemployment. Sleep disruption. Anyone battle with sleep disruption in 2020? Yeah. And you still kind of do. I, I know I do. Um, and it says this here, changed eating habits, trouble concentrating, worsening of chronic health problems, including mental health conditions, increased use of alcohol, tobacco, and other substances. Stress associated with altered sleeping patterns, more frequent snacking, and consuming Sweet foods may also lead to weight gain. And so, much like we said last week, that COVID-19 took a toll on all of us. And, um, and we know that it, it is also taking a toll on our, physical, on our physical health. On our physical health. Some of you are doing great. Um, I'm, I'm still on a, on a roller coaster if you've seen my wife as of late, she is, you know what I mean? If this is the runway, I'm like, come back and get me. 
And so this is the will of God for your life here because it's in Scripture. It says this here in 1 Thessalonians 5. I pray that God who gives peace will make you completely holy. Here's your trifecta. Here it is again. And may your spirit, soul, and body be kept healthy. Someone say healthy. And faultless until our Lord Jesus Christ returns. That's God's will. And then I love it here. Third John chapter one, verse two, John wrote to a church leader who was called to provide resource for traveling, teaching preachers. And he wrote to him and he said, dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in every way. Here it is. And be in good health physically, just as you are spiritually. So does it sound like God cares about us as a whole? So we just did a call to salvation at the beginning of the experience. That's for the spirit. That's for the soul. But I think God cares more than just about your eternal salvation. He cares about the quality of your life. Come on, we can celebrate that. I mean, that's a good God. He cares. Because a lot of spiritually deep people, they'll say, just read your Bible. Verse for verse. God's a holistic God. Anyone watching The Chosen yet? I've promoted it so much. Show of hands. You got to watch this show. It, it, it's the Salzos. I almost got it wrong. I almost said the Edwards. It's because it's easier. But it's the Salzos. It's Joe. Give it up for Joe Salzo, everybody. Give it up for Joe Salzo. If you're home, give it up for Joe Salzo. Joe. Count on Joe. All right, now, this is a service now. Relax. Um, no, you got you to gotta watch this stuff, man. I mean, Jesus is dancing. He, he, he's filling up the wine at the party. Deep spiritual people. Why is he filling the wine at the party? It's because he cares about all of your life. He cares about your money. He cares about your family. He cares about your future. He cares about your strength, your relationships. He's a holistic God. All right, here we go. I, I, I want to give, give a message to you entitled Good for the Body. Good for the Body. What I want to do is I want to give us two pillars of physical health. Okay, really, really just two thoughts. Two long, drawn-out thoughts, but they're thoughts nonetheless. Got some thoughts. My favorite preacher says it like that. I, lo- I love the way, thoughts. I love the way he says it. Here it is. This is what I want to encourage you to do. Number one, I got to establish my values. I got to establish my values. You know, we, scientifically, we don't know where thoughts come from. Um, they, they just can't prove it. They think it's some kind of resonance of, of memories, and then a voice may come, and you have like what they call thought bubbles in your head. And so if you experience something or if someone says something, that resonance, that thought bubble connects with that, that sound, and, and it produces a thought of some sort. We just scientifically, we don't know where thoughts come from. But what we can do when a thought comes into our minds is we can, we can place a value on that thought. We can place a value on it. So, so, so one thing you want to you wanna begin to do, Miss Cheryl, is you want to begin to ask yourself, is this a, a $1 thought or is this a Ben Franklin thought? 
You, you want to place value on, on those thoughts. All right, I'll put it to you this way. Does this thought diminish my life? Does it diminish my potential? Does it diminish my spirit? Does it diminish my mental health? Or does this thought seek to promote increase in growth in my life? So we don't know where they come from, but we know that we can place a value on them. So that's value in terms of quantity. And and even that's kind of fleeting because it's like, how do you put a quantity on something so intangible? But I'm just trying to help us paint a picture. You understand what I mean? And so if you define value, go ahead and write this down. Values, here it is, are basic beliefs that guide and motivate attitudes or actions. So values are basic beliefs that guide or motivate attitudes or actions. So, so it's, it's very vital and important to establish your values because that's, that's the direction that your life is going to go in. I think about people like uh, Joseph. If you've ever read the story of Joseph, you'll see how Joseph is a young man of values. Joseph has a big dream, big vision from God, and um, his brothers are jealous of him. So they beat him, they throw him in a, in a pit, they sell him off, and then, and then these slave traders take him to Egypt, and he becomes a slave. But Joseph has values. He has a set of values about himself. And you know this because he's in a, he's in a very unfortunate circumstance, but he doesn't allow his quality of output to be dictated by the circumstance that's surrounding him. He's a man of value. So no matter wherever you put Joseph, his values were going to autocorrect his approach to life. So you need to, you catching me, Francie. So you need to establish value so that whatever comes your way or whatever happens, you stay stable and sturdy. And the Lord, I think about people like Daniel. Um, 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 King, we almost read it, but I said we wouldn't have time, so I got to just break it down. Daniel, um, um, he's taken away from Jerusalem. He's in exile in Babylon. And so he's recruited to serve under King Nebuchadnezzar for three years. He's a disciple, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the Bible says that they put some food on the table for Daniel and the three Hebrew boys to eat. That was not culture for the Jewish faith. And so Daniel said, no, we're not going to eat the king's food, um, number one, because we want to honor God. But number two, it's not good for our bodies. Right? And so the attendant says, "Uh, no, you're going to eat the king's food because if you look worse, I'm going to be beheaded. Daniel said, test me and my friends for 10 days and test your boys against our body for 10 days and see who looks better and then we can go from there. The attendant allowed it to happen. They tested Daniel. 10 days later, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys looked better than the other group. And so now uh, uh, God gave him favor with the attendant. God gave him um, all manner of learning. He could interpret dreams and interpret visions, and he was able to move forward because, he had, yes, he honored God from the standpoint of faith, but he also took care of his body. So now God has a ve- Am I too deep? All right. So now God has a vessel that he can download supernatural ability to because he simply he took care of his body. But it all started with values because even though he was in Babylon and he was under a demonic king he kept his godly values and for a lot of us if any year was demonic it was last year 
But it wasn't the time to drop your values. If you did, wait, wait. Uh, if you did, it's okay. We're going to turn back to the Lord and establish some values. We can put our hands together for this. We're going to turn and establish some values, some basic guiding beliefs that motivate our thoughts, our attitudes, and our actions. All right? Paul even helps us. I encourage you, if you don't know where to root your values in, root it in the Word of God. So Paul says this about values. Now, Paul, now let me give you context. Paul is locked up. He is in chains. He is going to be beheaded soon. If anyone was ever in a dire circumstance, it was him. But watch this. He says, this is what you're supposed to do in your mind. Here it is. Here it is. Summing it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your mind and meditating on things. Here it is. True, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Paul is saying, look, you need to fix your mind on these things. Simply put, you can't choose your circumstances, but, but let this sink into your heart, but you can choose your value system. I, I can't choose what's going to happen to me once I leave church today. I pray protection, pray favor. We pray a holy force fill, but we can't choose what's going to, you can't choose what's about to happen when the new president takes office. Please be praying. But you can choose your, your value system. And when it comes to physical, physical health, can, can I share these values with you? I really want to encourage you with these things. Like I said, I don't know where you are. This doesn't mean you're going to get in the gym tomorrow and lift weights and get on a treadmill. We're going to give you some handles for that too. Maybe it's just a 15-minute walk. But I want to give you some values that we have in the Reading household. And uh, go ahead and write these down. Maybe you can adopt them. Number one, strong body. Strong body. I want to encourage you to value a clear mind. A clear mind. A better tomorrow and long life. Value those things. Value them. If, if you make, Francie, if you make these things a basic belief in your heart, they're going to be the, 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 the tracks by which you move towards. Whenever you're making decisions about your sleeping habits and your eating habits and, and all these, oh, I can't do that because I, I value a strong body. And, and we, we just read the article about last year, and even it's rolling into this year. So many people right now are cloudy and they're fuzzy, and we all dip in and out of those seasons. I know I do, but, man, we, we value a clear mind. You want your mind clear. A better tomorrow. If you're not dead, God's not done with you. If you're not dead, God's not done. A better tomorrow. Value that. Value that. Long life. So the most important question, here it is, the most important question of 2021, are you ready for it? Is this, what are my values? What are my values? What are they? 
Do I value peace? Do I value joy? Yeah, I keep going back to this, but I, maybe I'm just working it out. You know what I mean? Sometimes we, we got to talk, Chuck. You know what I mean? I just want to say I'm sorry about Christmas Eve. Sorry, not sorry, but, you know, y'all remember I was tripping a little bit. Don't shake your head yes to that. Just listen. You're about to end up on the same list as Anissa. Don't shake your head. Just listen. I remember. You know, it takes me a long time to forgive. I'm still working. But um, I was tripping a little bit on Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? So I just felt like the room was sterile. And I'll tell you what was happening. The sterile spirit in the room was colliding with the value of joy in my life. And that's what was happening. And we know Christmas isn't the easiest season for people, but I'm like, if you're going to be happy any day of the year, it should be on the birth of our Savior. But what, what, what are your values? Why is this important? Go ahead and write these things down. I'm, I'm going to fly through them. Because your values determine your decisions. Your decisions become your actions. Your actions form into your habits. Your habits develop your character, which is actually who you are, your soul. That's why salvation is an act of faith. You're saved based upon the act of believing which gets your soul right. Okay? Your character leads to your destiny. But it's all rooted in your values. It all begins with your values. The second one, we're almost done. Y'all okay? I want to encourage you with this thought here. As I think about Daniel and Joseph and even Jesus himself, because I'm going to share him at the end. It's going to be like, oh, snap, he was a man of values. Yes, he was. Here it is. Number two, make value-based decisions. Make value-based decisions. A a bit after Easter this year, I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm praying against it. It's almost like every year, Easter, after Easter is always like a... And maybe it's because it's such high-octane season. But a bit after Easter uh, in 2020, uh, we were beginning to feel a little crummy around the house. And um, we just up late. I mean, man, 11 p.m., midnight. What you want to eat? I'll go. Like, I'm heading to Taco Bell. The Holy Spirit's like, don't do it. I'm like, zip it, Holy Spirit. (laughs) I see the mouth sauce in that chalupa. It's like, what you want tonight? McDonald's. Don't go. Zip it again. Barbecue sauce, 10 piece. And then it, it just, I don't, it, felt, it feels good going in. But, but when it gets done with you four, five, six months, you you. you, 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 you you don't, you know, you don't recognize yourself. And so we, we were 
Honestly, y'all, I don't, you know, I won't get into all that, but we, we, we did some traveling last year, so God was good. But we were back and forth, and, and, and I think it was, one, it was the trip after Easter. We were on the way back to Maryland. We had started reading the book called The Power of Habit. I encourage this book. It's, it's a yellow book. I forget his name, Peter Duhigg, I think. The Power of Habit. It's where our Happy Habit series came from last spring after, after Easter. And so we, we said to each other, like, enough is enough. We're heavy. We are tired all the time. We're irritable. We don't want to come to church. I'll tell you, got to the place where I was so discouraged that I didn't want to preach, didn't want to counsel, didn't want to pray for anyone. And guess what? It wasn't because of any exterior circumstance. It was all what was going on within my soul and within my body. It was all on me. And so we just simply said, enough is enough, and we invested into some equipment, and, and, and we, we, we came to realize this. Go ahead and write this down. We came to realize this. This was so important, that if we would make good decisions in a bad year, that we would come out on top. If we would make good decisions in a bad year, we would come out on top. And, and, and you, you were on your bike the, the first week or two, Pastor Kyra, you were riding. And you said that the Holy Spirit revealed to you that there is no way that we're going to get to 20 campuses in 20 years if we, if we don't get this physical health area. There's, there's, there's no way that we can get to the places that God is calling us to if we don't get this physical health area. Under wraps. And this is the problem. This is the problem. It's that a lot of us have forfeited our God-given authority to decide. A lot of us, we've kind of tossed it to situation. We've tossed it to circumstance. This is how the money looks. This is how this looks. This is the year it's going to be. So it's like, whatever. This is the most discouraging point of the message. I promise you it is. But we've just tossed it. And we forfeited it. And once again, if you draw back to people like Daniel, even though it was hard, they never said that we don't have the power to decide what goes on with us. You, you, here it is. You, most powerful thing here. You still have the power to decide the trajectory of your life. The devil doesn't have that, that much of a hold on you. 2020, 2021, your workplace, your finances, those things don't have that much of a grip on you. You have the God-given authority to decide. Here it is. Deuteronomy actually says this through Moses. Deuteronomy 30, 19, God said, Today I have given you the choice between life, someone say life, and death. Between blessings, someone say blessings, and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. God says this with emphasis. He says it with emphasis. He says, all that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. God is saying, I've chosen life for you. I've gone before you here, or you can choose the other route. He's saying, look, the ball is in your hands. And and, and personally, personally, I don't know if this will encourage you. Personally, I, 
when God calls me home, I don't want to appear before him and have to tell him that I left ounces upon ounces upon ounces of potential in the world. But that every time I got weak, he gave me the grace to get back up. And I said, okay, I'm, I chose life every single time. There's, there's too much in you. And, and like I said, even for those of us who struggle with certain things, I, I want to encourage you with this. Even if it's genetic or it's medical, maybe you had an injury, I want to encourage you with this. Maximi- maximize that which you can maximize. D- don't allow just, just one area of your life to, to limit what God can and wants to do through you. We can clap this up. Choose life. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. So in making a decision, ask yourself, is this decision going in the direction of my values? Is it going in the direction of a clear mind? Is this conversation going to promote a clear mind? I've learned lately to cut a lot of conversations short. Because like, uh, I know within the first two to three minutes if it's going to add some value or if people are listening. Because it's not worth it. If I get off this phone call, I'm going to get off more anxious, more fearful, more worried. If I make this decision, will it play into a better tomorrow, a long life? Is this decision going in the direction of my values? It says this here in uh, 1 Corinthians 6. It says, you surely know that your body is a temple where the Holy Spirit lives. The Spirit is in you and is a gift from God. You are no longer your own. God paid a great price for you. So your body, so use your body to honor God. Here it is. Here it is. I can, I can be a weight on the Holy Spirit, or I can make a way for the Holy Spirit with my body. I can be a weight on the Holy Spirit, or I can make a, weight, make a way for the Holy Spirit. This is why this is important. It's important because God is only going to put as much on you as he knows that you can bear. And, and, and so what, what we want to do is we, I was talking to a leader this week, and, and, and she said she believes that God is calling her to finish the fast. I don't know if she's going to do it, but to finish the fast on liquids the last seven days. She started on liquids the first seven she went to a Daniels. She said she believes God is calling her to liquids the last seven days. And it was so powerful what she said that she said, um, she said, essentially, she said, I want God to be able to tap me whenever he knows that he needs somebody to move in the earth. And, and that's the way you got to think about physical health, EJ, is, is can God tap me? When he needs me. Or, or will he assess my life and say, I love them. They're saved. They're set free. They're growing. They're making progress. But I can't tap them for this 
because their bodies aren't ready for it yet. Am I a weight on the Holy Spirit? Paul, this isn't me. I'm just accentuating it, Jason. Like, don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm not condemning you. Like I said, I'm in a journey too. But this is Paul. He said, don't you know it's his body? Use your body. That's the word of God. I'm just saying, do you want to be a weight or do you want to make a way? A way, a way, a way, a way, a way. So go ahead and write this down. Say these things. I encouraged my staff with this a few months back. We've been on this thing for, for a while. Here it is. My spirit, my soul, my body, my responsibility. My spirit, my soul, my body, my responsibility. Is that fair? Okay, so, so with that, here it is. Let, let's go back up the hill, okay? Here it is, because we're about to close this thing out. I want to give you a few value-based decisions that we're going to make, not just during the last week of this fast, but for the rest of the year, okay? Nothing that you haven't heard before. Let a preacher dream a little bit. Let me tap back into my medical. Y'all ready? Number one, I want to encourage you to exercise. We're going to exercise. 30 minutes a day at least three days a week, we're going to exercise. It can be a walk. They say walking is the new running because running has such impact on your joints. So you may want to consider just walking, a brisk walk, going to exercise, okay? It's going to change your life. Here it is. We're going to eat healthier. These aren't resolutions. This is God's word. We're going to eat healthier. Let you into my world. I'm gonna dump, I'm gonna dumb it down on I'm gonna water it down on the meat and go two or three days a week on the meat. I feel better every single fast. And then it's Chuck, you better not take me to Cooper's Hawk, Chuck. You better not repent. Chuck, Chuck been promising me a date. Sorry, Alicia. Sorry, sorry. Is that is it Alicia? Because it's from where I'm from. Alicia. Alicia, love it. I knew that. I know you. I promise I do. Alicia. Cooper's off. Don't take me. I'm eating healthy. All right, so I encourage you to drink lots of water. This year, you're going to drink more water. Next one is we're going to limit screen time. Limit it. There's a thing out now, it's called doom scrolling, where you're just, you're receiving endless amounts of content. All right? Here it is. Instead of being on the phone or on the computer, read before bed. We're going to read before bed a physical book. And we're going to keep this thing going. Uh, uh, we're going to go to sleep earlier. We want to set you up for a long life and a better tomorrow and a clear mind. Make this a priority this year. All right? All right. And I want to encourage you with this as we get ready to close it out. Number, number three, your best days are ahead. Your best days are ahead. Optimizing health is a journey. And uh, 
like I've said throughout the message, I don't have it all together, and we all get weak. We all have things that we, we struggle with. Even now, you expect it to be free from something that you're still struggling with through this fast. And I just want to let you know, it's okay. It's, it's a journey. You're making progress. We all get weak. Abraham got weak. Moses got weak. Joshua got weak. Even as much as we talk about Daniel, Daniel got weak. Peter got weak. Elijah was suicidal. Greatest victory of his ministry. Go back and read it, the book of Kings. When he was done with that victory, he wanted to go and he said, God, why don't I just die? We all get weak. And, And that's the thing here. The body has a profound effect on the soul. And the soul has an effect on the body. A lot of times, it's not that your spirit or your soul is not right. It's not that you haven't read your Bible or you're not fasting or you're not praying or you're not serving or you don't love God or you don't. It's not those things. You have all those things down. But sometimes you're just so physically worn down and daunted that it affects your faith in your soul. Paul said in the book of Corinthians, we despaired of death. He said, at one point I was doing the ministry, I was traveling, and I'm like, God, I just want to, this is it, like take me home. But then we get the same Paul in the book of Philippians talking about, I want to stay. We all go through these, you understand? So, So I'm not preaching, go and change the world and get stronger. No, what I'm saying is, is be aware. Be aware. Jesus himself struggled. Right before he was about to go to the cross, such a beautiful story in Luke 22. I encourage you to read it soon. He he went to the Mount of Olives to pray. And he said this here, Father, if you are willing, no, I'm going to read it from the physical Bible. He said this here, Father, if you are willing, Take this cup of suffering away from me. He didn't, he didn't want to go to the cross at a certain point. He was struggling, not in his spirit, not in his soul, but in his body. If you're willing, take it away. I don't want to do this. But then you see his values kick in. I value eternal life for humanity the value kicked in yet I want your will to be done not mine then an angel here it is here's the supernatural power of God because this is what you need for physical health then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened someone say strengthen strengthen him verse 44 he prayed more fervently So he went back in, he pressed in, and he was in such agony of spirit. His spirit, his soul was so affected that it affected his body. That his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. He was so stressed. So at that point, he was bearing the weight of humanity's sin in that garden 
and his spirit was so affected that he was his his blood his sweat was tinged with blood it's called hemohydrosis it's when you are under such duress that your capillaries begin to pop and release blood into your sweat glands and when you sweat blood comes out so even he was weak it's okay to be weak and you're on your bike the other day and you said you just didn't feel like doing it and, and you told me when you got off you said at a certain point you're you're cycling you're riding and you just said lord I, oh. and you said you said this you said you but you felt when you prayed that you felt the spirit of god well up in your soul and it almost felt as though he wrapped his arms around you and gave you the strength to keep going. It's okay to enter the presence of God and tell him, I just don't feel like it. But I want to. But I want to. But I want to. That's where the supernatural kicks in. As the psalmist says here, Psalm 73, my mind and my body may grow weak. But God, someone say God, is my strength. He is all I ever need. What I want to pray right now is for the filling of the Holy Spirit. When you receive Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. So even this morning, for those of you who pray, you've received the Holy Spirit. So we're going to ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much. You're so gracious. You're so good. You're so faithful, God. I pray right now for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you promised to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we open our hearts and we ask, Lord, that you would live there, that you would fill our bodies from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. Lord, where there is weakness, God, I pray that your strength be made perfect in the name of Jesus. Lord, when, when we get tired, when we want to give up, God, I pray for your strength to kick in. God, we love you. You are our strength. You're all that we'll ever need. Just want to give you a moment of just this prayer. Give you 60 seconds to just worship him. Just pray. your children. Bless them, Lord. Fill them. Pour out your love. Pour out your spirit. Woo. 
you're moving, Lord, you're moving, you're moving. You're moving. Receive that. Receive it, receive it. Receive strength. Don't leave the house of God unchanged. Be ye transformed in your thinking. we praise you God we thank you for your house we thank you for your presence in Jesus name amen come on church let's celebrate hallelujah